<laughs> no need to give it up. Had about enough. The boy is boy mine. is mine. Jeez. I'm sorry. No needed you. Seems to be confused. Confused. He belongs to me. <laughs> the boy is mine. <laughs> Why you, you do, do the things you do? do. Keep yeah, on acting like a fool. fool. Yeah, I don't know what I mean. Neither <laughs> <laughs> <Leave it> do <dry>. I. <laughs> Uh, so I wonder uh, we even have a podcast. <laughs> like, how do we get anything done? What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 77 of the Rhymes Like Dimes podcast with your boys Peter. Yo. Mohammed. Yo. Myself, Yummy. We're back after a short hiatus. How are you guys doing today? Blessed and highly favoured, man. How are you? Always, always, always. I'm the same, pretty much. Yeah. Good to see you guys back. We've had a couple guests for the last couple episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah, Shout out to yeah. Novelist and Lord Apex yeah, for coming down. Up, but salute, salute, salute. No, the, the three are back. It's been hey. a minute, isn't it? It has been a minute. It's, 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 it's been, been like a little while. God is good all the time? All the time, God is good. All the time, God is good. It's been like over a month. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I've, I've been hearing the streets want us back. Mm. You know what I mean? So Can I say, man? God, we got to provide that. I was going to say crack, but it's not crack. No, no. But we move. Say that's crack, man. <laughs> crack is whack, kids. Crack is whack. Sound like the Reagans. <laughs> um, but it's all good. Shout out to Drake's in the cut as well. Got Drake's Come on, man. Always, always. Come on now. Come on. Bro. Lovely stuff. Bless, man. Yeah, not Best black and highly favored. I know what you're wearing the gunner's cap. Ew. I hear it. You say ill. Yeah. To be fair, you lot are doing well. Though. Don't talk about my team. Respect. But as soon as you guys played one of the big guys. Cool. You know what I mean? Was Napoli big? Yeah. All right, cool. Biggest game in the cool. season so far. We always struggle against Napoli, though. That's fair. They smoked our boot. They smoked us. What about Fulham? Fulham? Yeah. Boy. Boy. Poor performance. Boy. Boy. We haven't played well this season, bro. I just, I'm not, I don't bro, know why we're so I'm defensive. I'm a truth teller, man. I, I shame the devil and tell the truth all the time, bro. I respect that. No, I'm not spudding you. Bro, you're going to be hanging. I won't leave you hanging. Why? Because your team's poor. Yeah. It's my fault. <laughs> yeah. It's my fault. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Listen, man, you don't need any more praise than you're giving yourself. So, you're good. Hey, you know man. It's awesome, isn't it? It's only a matter of time. Was it? It's only a matter of time before we come back. It's not over yet, bro. You've played like how many games? I'm not about winning the title, though. I just mean beat us being a serious club. All right, cool. It was only a matter of time. Until you're back in the Champions League. We've only been a serious club for like five games. Can we just relax? No, in terms of the actual one, you look at our starting 11, it's not, but we had Mustafi Socrates for a long time. Just looking at our starting 11, it looks like a serious no, club. Listen, listen, my bias hat to the side, you guys are doing very, very well. Yeah? When you might got Trent as your right back, don't talk to me, fam. Oh, like, but I can't defend to save his life. I agree. Thank you. And Joe Gomez. You remember when Joe Gomez was a promised child? Look at him now, yuck. He had a bad game. Still yeah. very good. He had a terrible game. Uh, Thank cool. you. He's still, but he's still. Yeah, Players man. don't become shit overnight, man. Tell that to Fernando Torres. Huh? Tell that to Fernando Torres. He didn't become shit overnight. Fernando Torres, I feel like. That was gradual. That was gradual. Don't feel like Torres became shit overnight. Absolutely not. That was gradual. I just. Well, he was injured a lot the yeah. year he left Liverpool to go Chelsea, and then he just wasn't the same after that. What about Mo Salah? Mo Salah. What about him? Is he going to show up this season? Yeah, of course. All right, cool. Give him some time. Yeah, fair enough, time. fair enough. I heard he got that money and he's living now, but what do I know? When I said I'd rather keep money, certain man will look at like so like Yep, yep, yep. I remember that. I mean, money wants to leave. He would have stayed. Cause you lot didn't if you would have given him the money, he would have stayed. You lot I believe, right? I don't know, man. I think, nah? he, I think he just wanted a new, a new challenge. Nah, you lot didn't treat him right. 
You love prioritize. No, we definitely didn't treat. I him right. think so. Yeah, you we definitely didn't treat him right. But racism. It's probably a, it, no. It is definitely racism. How is it not? It's racism. It's it's racism. It always is though, isn't it? It always is. I don't know how to explain to you. I'm just telling you what it is. Don't get angry at me. All I know is so when, there's, so it's, okay, when there's right. the brother, man. Was Arteta racist to Aubameyang? Because yeah, he treated him bad, man. All right, then. There's a difference. Oh, shocking. There's a difference. All right. I'll tell you what the difference is. And I don't know how this is going to come across. But Mane is... Actually, no, nah, I don't even know. Nah, Arteta's not racist. I just feel like with Mane, it was racism. And I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like they prioritised... Everyone over him. We'll discuss this on our as yet unannounced football podcast. <laughs> that's a great uh, show. That's a great. Right, until then, uh, we are sticking to the music. <laughs> I got sidetracked. No, that's all good. That's all good. <laughs> we all did. But thank you to everybody for listening. Shout out to the YouTube massive. Shout out to the SoundCloud massive, the Spotify massive, the Apple Podcast massive, the Apple Amazon Music massive, and every other massive out there. Appreciate your patience. But here we are, back ready to pod. To all of our new followers as well. I know we've gained a lot of new followers over last couple of weeks and months. Uh, welcome. You know what I mean? We're just three black boys from London talking about rap, this thing that we love. And um, yeah, we hope you enjoy the ride. Basically. That's because of your um, viral tweet. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I did a tweet. <laughs> in what state? <laughs> I was drunk. So I was in I was in I was in sunny. I was in sunny Mallorca, Spain. Um, and it was like maybe midnight, one in the morning. And I just thought to myself. Yo, everybody talks about Stormzy and Jay Huss and Dave. Look at the thoughts he's having. Yeah, I know. In Mallorca, in Mallorca, all places. Yeah, yeah. The music, the music, the, music, the wine was flowing. Massive got the flowing. sun, the beach, yeah, the yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah, we had a bal- balcony, hey. balcony. Yeah, hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were on a balcony. Me and my babes, we were on a, we were on a balcony, just chilling, watching, watching the life, life go by. And it just came to me like, yo, we talk about Stormzy, Jay Huss, and Dave as the big three a lot of the new gen, but Koji Radical. Nux and Little Sims deserve to be a three as well. And you said you want the world to hear that. Basically, <laughs> I didn't think the whole world would hear it, but shit, wake up the next day, hundreds of likes, yeah. lots of conversation. You know what I mean? Koji Radical shared it. Shout out to Koji. Big up Koji. Koji. Big up Koji, 100%. Um, loads of people shared it. Loads of people engaged. Shout out to Hip Hop DX as well. Mm. UK, they shared it as well. Um, Show me. Again. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But your tweet showed me a lot of people don't know what a big three is. Mm. Or they didn't read what he wrote. Yeah. I think it's more so they didn't read it. Because like I said, people were mentioning Joe Black and K. Culkin as a big three. Respectfully. Do you know what I mean? Nah. Nah, respectfully. I like Joe Black. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Respectfully. Yeah. Big three though. Nah. Was he even a big three in his, in his gen? Respect. Joe Black. Joe Black. Or his genre? Yo, Joe you Black. Could argue was, it. Yeah, Joe Black was massive. You could argue it. Yo, Joe Black was massive. You could argue it. You could argue it. Yeah. For his genre. Because I might have given it to him, Blade Brown, Young's Turf. Giggs was before them, so I wouldn't have. Oh, you're not putting them all in the same category? No. Nah. Okay, fair enough. Oh, in that case then, yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? 100%. So Giggs is kind of like on his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, in that case, yeah, 100%, 100%. Oh, lads, I started working on a family tree. Oh, for oh, real? Yeah, yeah, I started. Oh. Newsflash. Officially, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's? Okay. I'm going to run it by you, man, soon though. But yeah, I've started. I want to get it done before the end of the year. That's my, that's, I'm pushing myself. How many forefathers on it? I've got five so far. Cool. But I might, it might go down. Might go down or up. I'm still. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm still playing with it. Boy, that's gonna be an episode for the ages. Yeah, so that's his been his literally his I'm pet project run it by for you, so man. long. And then the council, aka E, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, we're ready to present United Nations Security Council yeah, meeting. Yeah, man. That's he's been his pet project for a little while, though, yeah. isn't it? I've been talking about it for a couple yeah. of years now, isn't it? For a minute. Yeah. So yeah, it's about time, man. It is difficult, but 
looking forward to seeing how that looks. Yeah. But yeah, man, shout out to everybody that's engaged with us and interacted with us over the last couple of weeks, even, you know, if you had a wild take or not, we respect it, we love it. That's what rap is all about, debate, everybody trying to shoehorn their favorites in. That's okay. But yeah, shout out to everybody, um, new and old, for listening and taking in the pod. Now, before we move on to the actual uh, meat and potatoes of this episode, um, we all wanted to send our heartfelt condolences to the family of Chris Cabba, who was a 24-year-old young man from South London, Streatham Hill, who was shot and killed by the police um, earlier this week. Um, the police basically thought that he was in a vehicle that was linked to a previous firearms incident. They basically chased him, blockaded him, and killed him with one shot. Um, he was known in the community as Maddox, his rap name, and he was part of the group 6-7 as well. Um, if you don't know who 6-7 is, they're a very landmark South London drill group. Um, and yeah, a, pour, a heartfelt pouring of emotion um, since then. Um, you know, not just the scene, but just like the UK in general, black communities and, you know, non-black communities in, in the UK have just been very, very shell-shocked by the whole event. Um, and yeah, we just want to send our heartfelt condolences to his family. We want to send a rest in peace to him as well. Um, I was at the protest. We're recording this on a Saturday. I was at the protest um, in Parliament Square um, earlier today. Um, and it was very, very beautiful, very, very powerful. Um, people like Stormzy and Retchfree too spoke. Um, and yeah, it was just a very powerful coming together of voices and and, and people who were very much invested and touched by this story. So uh, yeah, I think I speak for all of us when I say Rest in power to Chris Cabba. Rest in power, man. Love, love and light to his family, his, his loved ones. He was, he was said to be a father as well. Um, just very, very sad. Desperately, desperately sad. Um, I don't know if you guys want to share anything. Bro, I've got nothing to say, man. Um, yeah, just love and light to his family and loved ones. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into it. I, got, I don't want to say no more. Yeah, I don't want to say nothing that'll get us in trouble, so... Not here. Sending not here. prayers out to his family, sending prayers out to his, everyone that's involved. I will say something, though. The police, yeah, they're a terrorist organisation, and I'll put that on record. They've terrorised us from time immemorial, and it's got to stop. So that's what I'll say. Rest Ooh. in peace to Chris Carver. You now... You hit the nail on the head. Pardon? You know I said you hit the nail on the head. Thank you, bro. Now, moving on now, we're going to go on to what we've been listening to this week. So, Mohammed, what have been listening um, to this week, bro? So, I took a bit everywhere. Um, I went back to Koji's album just because of, um, essentially, your tweet, to be honest with you. And obviously, oh. um, his Mercury thing, so I thought, let me go back to Does that, that make me an influencer? Yeah. And then I, you say his Mercury thing. People that are listening might not know what you're talking about. Um, so, he was, Mer he was he's on, uh, his album got no nominated for a Mercury Prize, which is... Essentially, the biggest prize I think you could get in the UK for an album, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken, yep. which is a ridiculously good look. So it was in my top five anyway, but you know when you just want to double check and you're mm -hmm. just like, let me double back and see if I still feel the same mm -hmm. way. And I haven't gone back to the album, I'll be honest with you, for like a good month or so, three months. So I was like, right, let me just double check. Let me go back to it. And now, nah, yeah, still still a top five album of the year. Plain and simple. Um, I went to Khaled's album. God did. <laughs> um, Hove did. Why would you yeah. do that to yourself? Thank you very much. Mo did. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, so I went back to, I went to it. I was like, let me see how God did this. Mm. <laughs> By the way, that name is blasphemy because I'm shit. Um, no, honestly, bruv, calling it God did. You're a dickhead. Um, 
the album's whack, man. Like at this point now, Khalid, I get it. But you know what it is with Khalid's album now? What do you get, man? Tell me what you get. I don't, with Khalid, what he does essentially, his blueprint is just finding whoever's hot at the moment and putting them on a the track, innit? Mm. If I don't resonate with who's hot at the moment, I'm not going to resonate with the mm. album. Whereas a decade ago, if you put Nicki on the album, Cole on the album, Kendrick on the album, Big Crit, it's going to resonate. Mm. Now when there's a, 10 little babies, it's not going to resonate the same with me. Mm. That I'm shit. You lot did downplay Jay-Z's verse. That's neat to me anyway. I thought... All, Before I, all I said, can all, I I, can hold I, hold on, hold on. all I said was that it wasn't a top thirty J verse. That's all. But that's not. It was it a great verse? What it was a good verse. What struck you the most about it? When I before I heard it, because you lot were in a group chat talking about him, and I was like, all right, cool. Maybe this at verse eight. Because I agree with you. Looking back at what was the last verse he did before this that people really, really overrated? Oh, uh, neck and wrist. Yeah, and I was like, all right, cool. Looking back at it, that, that verse wasn't it. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this verse. Like thoroughly enjoyed this verse. Like. It Is it a top 30 J verse? No, but that's oh. his That's his barometer. What do you mean? If I give this verse to any other rapper mm. and what they're saying is a fact, mm. it's a top 10 verse in their account. I don't know about that. But is your not, a, not from a skill point. But if we're talking about as far as like factual information, cool, but not from a skill set perspective. It's not that amazing of a verse. Lupe broke it down amazingly. What did Lupe say? Lupe's basically saying what I'm saying. What? Like, like if you're a J fan, you will clearly know that this isn't one of his best verses. Clearly. No, but it's a- Talk about it. I'm not, but I'm when not, I say, but when I say great verse, I'm not talking about Jay. I'm just saying it's just a, it's a great but verse. Is, but, but is your view of the verse helped by the fact that it's basically a song within a song? It's three minutes yeah. of Jay. Yeah. Which we haven't seen since like 20 So it's, it's more the moment yeah. then? It definitely is more the moment. Cause it, the first thing I said in uh, with Shout uh, out Ozzy and well. them, the first thing I said to Ozzy and them man was, y'all need the album ASAP. Like this just made yeah, me. See now, bro, you got to be careful with judging, like no, but I, I songs, I, lyrics like that, just because of the moment. Man. I can always do it with a J album though. It doesn't matter when. He's just that kind of rapper to me. Like I four 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 came out five years ago. Like I can do it with a J. The same thing happened with Kendrick Lamar's Control verse. It wasn't an amazing verse. It was just controversial. On that song, he didn't have the best verse on the song. But the moment was just so big. Do you know what I mean? So I think we got to be careful with that, man, because I think it it will continue to contribute to diluting art. We're past that point with J though. Every verse he does is a moment. Mm. But Yemi, Yemi, and I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. But Yemi, you're not on social media, innit? Yemi can't stand when Jay Z drops a verse. Because <laughs> yeah. Yemi's. I, nah, nah, I, it's, it's, it's the when you see the timeline, bro, the timeline is in shambles. But do I think it's one of his greatest verses? It's definitely not top 30. I just don't but like I still the, think I don't it's a like good the verse. Cocksuckers. I don't like the cocksuckers. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. I said cocksuckers. I don't like the cocksuckers. That's God. all I don't like. Damn. Talk about, oh, this is the greatest verse ever. There was one- Someone uh, really said there it. Was one, there was one channel, there was one Twitter channel that said, is this the best verse in hip hop history? Now, he was smart because he deleted it. <laughs> that, was that really a thing? Yes, it was really a thing. I think I might have quote tweeted it, but then he deleted it. So I don't know if I deleted the R tweet, but- he definitely deleted his. That's what I'm talking about. It's the fact that everybody thinks that because it's Jay-Z and because he's Hove, everything he touches turns into flipping gold. No, Nick and Wrist wasn't great. Mm. This verse here, while nice to hear a three minute Jay verse, he was not moving mountains. If anything, he was talking about the same stuff he talks about all the time anyway, in the same way. Mm. I think you, was, you might not appreciate that because it's come from Yemi. Yemi's not the biggest J fan. Yemi's a gem, Yemi's, Yemi's a hit. And I'm a J stan, but I completely, <laughs> I, I completely agree. I, I completely you, agree I with me. He didn't say nothing new for me. He didn't do nothing for no, me. No, it's definitely the same. I loved hearing like that J rap for that long, but it didn't do nothing for me. Nah, I don't know, man. It just- No, when I'm listening to Rock Marciano pen bars that should be in the Ark of the Covenant. 
It's in the what? Ark of the Covenant, fam. You know you meant oh. there as well, man. You know what I'm saying? When I got black thought, that's like just doing a madness, bro. Like, I, like love, I love Jay, man. That's fair. It's just, I generally want to And if we minimize that and we talk about the specific shout <laughs> gigs and how the UK- I love that. I love that. And how the UK went on fire. He hated it. <laughs> I know he did. And how the UK went on fire. Let me try find that. <laughs> Let me try find that. What I, yeah, me, what you're about to, basically, yeah, me, what you're about to I went, I went on a rant on our, on our group chat about it. And I was just like, I just don't like the way the UK bends over backwards for whenever we're mentioned by Americans. It helps though. But do you think it's a difference? It helps in a sense, but we need to have more decorum when it comes to that. We shouldn't, whenever a rapper or an artist from America, I'm not talking about Jay, I'm talking about Bia. You remember that Bia London video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know T, and I know T was there. Yeah. Backup dancers. Like, have some respect for yourself, man. Like, it's not that deep. Sometimes a shout out is sometimes all you need. And if but you I don't think that's that, about respect to him. I disagree with you with Unknown T. If Jake, say you're a rapper and Jake calls one of your favorites ever. Mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with, I agree with anyone's rapper. I, I'm, I'm not talking about B, I'm talking about Cole here. I'm saying I get it, we do go overboard. But say if you're Unknown T and J. Cole says, yo, can, I'm in your city. Do you want to be my video? I don't think there's anything eternally wrong with saying, all right, cool, let me show up. I don't think so either. But I don't think that's what Yemi's saying though. Yeah, we talk about the bigger context of us bending. We bend over backwards for Americans. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm talking about that bigger context because it's like, we've got our own thing. And I'm not saying you don't acknowledge what the US are saying about us, but don't be so thirsty. Don't appear- I so disagree thirsty. with you. I, mean, I, don't think, I don't think it's that thirsty. No, you don't see the time. I, I think it's cool. I think it's, I think it's nice to have a bit of buzz around the fact that Jay bigged up, you know, a legend from here. Like it's not, I don't think we've had- any other artist that's been as big as Jay, or even like, when I say big, I mean like as far as like status, even in a generation that's after Jay, talk about any of our prominent UK artists. So like, I don't think it's like the worst thing in the world that Jay-Z is talking about gigs. I think it's dope. But for it to shut down the internet. Because it was unexpected. Nah, man. And I think it's different. Like, nah, I, I, it's, to me, it's what you said. I think it's Jay-Z doing it. It's arguably the GOAT doing talking about the UK, whereas you don't really see that. Mm. You normally get the Drakes and stuff, yeah, but I do get, like, I would understand the buzz of like, oh shit, he's actually looking at the UK, but I agree with you at the same time. It's like, yo, we're making great music. Mm. I don't know. We don't, need to, just, we don't need to fish for their attention. Like, where we, we are making our stuff. I clearly music. don't place that much value in a rapper in the US, no matter what level you're at, mentioned in the UK. That doesn't excite me, yeah. that doesn't get me going. It would get me going more if you collabed with them. Yeah. Like Drake did with Giggs and Skepta and Georgia. Not Dave. a mention. And Dave. And Dave. Not a mention. Maybe that's what I'm, maybe that's yeah, what I'm yeah. Mm. Plus, a lot of UK heads are very obnoxious with it as well. Like that day, very, very obnoxious with it. Oh, Hope sees us, Hope sees us. Grow up, bro. Is that what they said? You're 36. No, honestly, it was a thing where it's just like, uh, the, I don't think the UK understands how good we are making music because mm. it's like what you said. You still look up. Maybe I'm thinking too. To much no, I agree with you. Need, we still look up to I, America on no, like a big so. brother thing, and it's like we sh we're at a place now where we can stand on our own two feet and be like, they don't really need you. And when they do, and stuff we like need that, to understand. It, it seems as if we're still on exactly. this paternal vibe. Yeah, yeah I agree. that's kind of where. But we are. Me up the wrong way. But we why don't? Though? I think we probably always will be. But we don't need to be. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Can We've I? come so far. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. I That's do think, no, I agree. But we're still not where we want to be. We still, we're craving more. We're, but why are we craving? To we're aspiring to conquer America. for more. Um, to be as big as America, if not bigger. We're always going to be aspiring for that. So why won't there be excitement when 
you know, artists from our scene are, are mentioned by the top dogs over there. I think it helps. But I think it helps with that that bridging. But I think they're mutually exclusive. You can aim, you can want to aim for that level, but it doesn't mean that when they mention you, you have to cream your pants. And Giggs, what Giggs clearly wasn't. Right? We didn't see anything from Giggs. I'm just mm. talking more so about the commentators, mm. the publications. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Yeah, 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 I see what you're creaming our pants because of this stuff. When really and truly, it's cool, mm. but it's only just cool. Mm. That's literally all it is, in my opinion. I'll get you. Hey, man. But cool. I agree. God did was trash. What did you say? But God did was trash. God did was trash. And then I thought to go listen to Central C's music because of his freestyle. Just quickly talking about what I've been listening to. I know you've gone on topic. But his freestyle made me go listen to his music. Did you like the freestyle? His freestyle. LA, LA Leakers freestyle. Uh, yeah. I, his, his team are geniuses. <laughs> like there's nothing else I can be a Central's team. His team are geniuses. Do you rate, his, do you rate him as a rapper? He's better than I thought. I'll give him that. I, he's, that freestyle made me, because I used to think he was whack. Like there's not two ways about it. But that freestyle, the subtitles. Have you heard the freestyle Pete? No. Dumb question. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you definitely heard it. Yeah. What do you think of it? I thought it was cool. It was decent. But I like Central C. I like his music. And yeah. he can rap. That's what I'm saying. I genuinely thought he couldn't. And then when I heard a freestyle and I went back and I heard Dolja before and I listened to his music, I was like, all right, he's he's a better rapper than I thought. And I do think he's going to be the one to conquer. I think he's going to be the one to conquer both sides. Just speaking of America. I think if anybody could do it, it might just be Central C. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely doing bits over there anyway. Like the fact that he's even on an LA Leakers freestyle lets you know that streets are paying attention over there. Yeah. So more power to him, really. Hey, salute him. What have you been listening to? Representing. What have I been listening to? I've been listening to um, an artist, a Nigerian artist by the name of Ashake. Um, he dropped a new album called Mr. Money with the Vibe. Um, Ashake, I mean, we've been to a few parties where you've heard his song Sumba with Burt Burner Boy. Oh. Um, he also did a song called Peace Beyond to You as well, which is dope. He kind of has a, like a nice blend of uh, Afro beats and a piano, um, along with the pigeon and the Yoruba in the in, in the mix. And yeah, it was solid. Very, very nice. I liked it. Um, yeah, man, he's obviously got a big, big future ahead of him. Um, he's very much got the hearts of literally anyone that's black on Twitter. Um, so, you know, that's always a good start. But yeah, very much enjoyed it. Um, and shout out to him. I've also been listening to the new Kenny Beats uh, project, Louis. Um, Kenny Beats is a producer. He's produced for like Denzel Curry and Slow Tie, and uh, he's very, very well respected on both po both sides of the pond. Um, he dropped uh, his first tape, Louis, on XL, XL, XL Recordings, actually. Mm. Um, and yeah, very, very good. Whilst very, you were there? No, 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 no. He literally just dropped it. Um, so I didn't know that he was it was in the works or anything. Um, I'm not sure how much of a name he was when I was there, but... Yeah, he dropped it. Re I think he dropped it out last week. Very, very good. Very, very soulful. Um, very much like it. And finally, I've been listening to, and shout out to Saeed for the plug. Um, I've been listening to an artist called Dave Creates. He dropped a project called Amour, um, which is very cool, bouncy, modern R&B. I don't know if people would like it, but it's uh, very, very dope. Dave Creates is very, very nice with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, salute to him. Salute to them all. Okay. That's me. Um, but listening to Jules' Sounds of My World, which he dropped, um, I think it was last year. Um, yeah, Jules is fire, man. Mm. He's always been a dope producer, man. Um, I would love for him to get a bit more shine, just because I feel like he contributes so much to like the Afrobeat world. He wishes he'd get more shine too. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. But um, yeah, no, I've been listening to that album a lot recently. It's really, really dope. 
Um, listening to Steve Lacey's new album, Gemini Rights, which I really enjoyed. Banging album, banging album. Um, I love the way like him and Sid have ascended from the internet. And I was kind of surprised that he has ascended as, as much as he has because I didn't think it was going to be him. I thought it would just be Sid. But like he's done well and Matt Martians has done well. So yeah, I'm really proud of him as far as what he's done with this album. And even the last one, man, he's done really well. Question, yes. do you think Steve or Sid make music as good as the internet? No. I don't. I'd love them to get back together as well. But I'm enjoying their solo stuff though. Mm. It's, 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 you know, that's when I ex they want to express themselves and that's that's all good, man. Um, listening to Rock Marcy's new album, The Elephant Man's Bones as well. Bruv, what more can I say about like Rock Marcy that I ain't said already? What should you say, Les? In your top five, right? <laughs> That was, a, that was unnecessary. Because I, yeah. I, was, about to <laughs> ask, I was ready to ask a question and I just heard you. That was so unnecessary. It was an open goal, wasn't it? Did you say it's in your top five? For all time? Yeah. I remember you, I feel like you top said, ten. No, feel like you said top, not five. top five. Top ten though. Um, yeah, he's just a phenomenal rapper, isn't it? Do you know the first listen, I didn't like it. For real? Yeah, based on the beats. Al Alchemist gave him some different batch of beats that I was expecting. I had expectations. I don't usually, but I did this time. Oh, okay. Um, and I think that affected how I heard it the first time. Then the second time I was like, yeah, nah, nah, nah. This is nice. I like, I really enjoy it, man. I'm not sure where it ranks amongst Rock Marcy's like, catalog, but for what it is, um, I really enjoy it, man. Rock Marcy's pain game is still on another level. Mm. I told you, man, when his bars should be like in the Ark of the Covenant. I keep telling you, man. I'll give you one thing. You've been screaming- Ark of the Covenant twice. You've been screaming Rock Marcy on his name for- Fam. Fam. He's one of them ones. No, nah, but for years- I He's one of them ones, I'm telling you, bro. Um, but yeah, really good album, man. Really, really good. I liked album. Alchemist's switch up of beats. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I mean, second and third listen, I was like, okay, yeah, I could appreciate it. Because yeah. it wasn't typical. Mm. Um, so I can appreciate it for that alone. And then, yeah, finally, I've been listening to Black Thought and Danger Mouse Cheat Codes as well. And yeah, that's probably in my top five albums of the years okay. so far. Um, just a phenomenal album, man. Um, I've been waiting for that project for a while because I know they had flirted with it like years ago. I think it's like assumed a couple of different names. Mm. I think they were flirting with um, Masterpiece Theatre once upon a time and um, Dangerous Thoughts. So I've been waiting for this for a very long time. So the fact that it's actually happened is like, whoa. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I was really happy with it, man. Black Thought, I hope he's listening. Yeah, Black Thought delivered an album that wasn't boring. He did more than just bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, he had the perfect soundscape to do that. Do you know what I mean? But send it for him. We got Lee, man. Hello shots. He, know, he knows I love him, man. It's fun fact about this album as well. I had early access to it because I know the PR who is PRing the album. Ooh. And I sent it to- Yeah, yeah. To, yeah, to yeah I you know I'm not going to listen to it. But, but Peter wasn't trying to I listen said, no, to it. I said, no, It was like a few months before. Yeah. But he wanted to wait. And obviously he's clearly glad that he waited. You know what I mean? You got an album a few months before? I did, yeah. This guy here, fam. Who is this guy? You know who your guy is. And it's the way he said it, I grew a few months before. Yo, who is this man? You know who this guy is, man. Keep up, bruv. No, honestly, I, it's hard to. It's not that hard. It's with you, it's hard to, man. It's not that hard. I just know good people in good places. Hey, man. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I was listening to, man. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. All right, then. We'll move on to the first topic, then. And this one, we're going to get a little, well, is it deep? It's kind of deep. Yeah, it's kind of deep. It's kind of deep. But um, we kind of wanted to talk about um, the issue of mental health and how it pertains to uh, hip hop. Um, hip hop and mental health have a very interesting relationship in that it's very much been like covered a lot, like depending on certain artists. But mental health as a concept, I'm not sure how much it permeates 
in hip hop generally, even though we have artists that address their own like mental states a lot as well. But as an overall community, I'm not sure how much we, how high we rank it as far as like a concern. Um, and recently we've had, uh, I mean, throughout history, we've had like Scarface, Mine's Playing Tricks On Me. We've had um, Harley Caprio recently, who basically, um, he's a UK rapper, who basically uh, wrote a statement talking about how much the music industry has ravaged his mental health along with other things. Um, and we kind of just wanted to have a conversation about the idea of hip hop and its relationship with mental health. Um, is it something that we should be paying more attention to? Um, should labels be legally obliged to, if their artists are going through mental health issues and help them out um, and where our thoughts lie with it basically. So boys, hip hop, mental health, thoughts. Ooh, it's a, uh, what do you say? It's heavy, isn't it? That's it? What I was say. It's <laughs> heavy because it goes into, to me it's a, it's bigger than hip hop, this question. Mm. In terms of, it leads into black men and hip and mental health. And do we do enough as men talking about it? If you get what I mean. We absolutely do. Do we? I think when we first post, when we, I think when we were constructing this topic, I think initially, so the, the topic itself took form in a couple of different ways. We were initially going to tackle Harley DiCaprio's statement. And then um, I added the bit about, I guess why I added on a little bit to it was because I was listening to a song by Scarface called I Seen A Man Die. And I um, don't know why, but I was just listening to a lot of Scarface. And he's got some dark songs. He's, he's got quite a lot of dark songs where he's clearly had mental health issues. He's clearly like been expressing it through his art and that. And then it kind of took me down a rabbit hole of other artists that have done the same. Then I thought about Biggie, no suicidal thoughts and that. The guy had an album called Ready to Die for goodness sake. You know what I mean? So uh, this guy was clearly like expressing things that were weighing heavy on him in, in many different ways. And I'm not saying the whole album was about that, but you know, in large quantities, it definitely was. Um, and then my favorite rapper of all time, Tupac Shakur, like he, God knows how many albums he was, or songs he was talking about his mortality. This guy was obsessed with his own mortality. That doesn't come from someone that's not dealing with some sort of mental health issues. Um, you listen to songs like So Many Tears and If I Die Tonight and like, the list goes on, man. Death Around a Corner, the list goes on. Do you know what I mean, man? Like these are artists that definitely have had mental health issues. So I think to your, to what, to your statement, um, these are black men that have been screaming out for a minute. But I think where I wanted to take this was us as consumers and how we look at it. Because if we enjoy the art, it's, it's easy to just take it. And that's what it is. And you know what I mean? You've got a bit of a barrier and a distance to it. So why don't us as consumers make more of a, make more noise about it? Why do we just- On behalf of the artist? Yeah, or? why do we just like, why do we just enjoy the music and not ask any questions? And in this social media age where you could probably- reach out to artists or make more noise about it. Why don't we do that? Why do we just accept the art as the art and not think anything more of it? Because a lot of artists have dove into some dark stuff, but we just take it as, oh, they're just being deep and personal and that. Nah, this shit is serious. I think this is where the blurring of the lines between entertainment and reality are heavily at play. We can listen to that as a form of escapism. We can listen to these kind of songs as relatable someone like Kid Cudi comes into my thoughts because I've seen and heard a lot of people say that Kid Cudi, despite his depressive thoughts and everything that he's spoken about and sung about in his music has helped save their lives. So it's very blurry. Like 
some people only see music, whatever the subject matter, as escapism, voyeurism, gonna listen to this and keep it moving. Others might take more of an emotional interest in it and they might be more compelled to be concerned about said artist. So I guess it just depends on which part, which side of the fence you're on. Mm. Um, I think nowadays, especially as you said, it is easier for if you do feel like your favorite artist is suffering, you can just reach out or at them and be like, you know, you good son, this, that, or the other. Um, back in the day, probably not so much. Um, and I suppose back in the day as well, even though Scarface and Tupac and Biggie was doing all this stuff, they were still not necessarily gangsters, but they still had bravado. Mm. So it kind of mixed with that. So it kind of muddied the waters in a little bit more. Because, okay, you're saying this, but you're also saying this. So we don't really know. I mean, yeah. I don't know, because I was young. Can I push back on that? Of course. I, <laughs> like, I think when you're talking about bravado, you're talking about ego, isn't it? But I think it takes stripping yourself of ego to a certain extent to dive into the stuff that they dive into though. So I understand what you're saying, but I don't know how much that mattered or matters. Because if they're expressing it, it's not coming from an egotistical place. I don't think. When you're telling the world that you're having suicidal thoughts or, you know, you're, you're I don't know, you're in a dark space about this, or you're in a dark space about that. And, you know, your mortality is like heavily on your mind and that. Mm-hmm. That's not coming from an egotistical place or a bravado place. But as I said, escapism, I think is at play. Mm. Because even if you are a fan of a Tupac, let's say, and he's saying thug life here, but he's also saying death around the corner here. If you're listening to music only for escapism and voyeurism, you might not necessarily take as seriously someone who's saying they're suicidal versus someone who's saying they'll kill someone. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So with that, again, it just depends on which side you're on. Like if you are someone that values the emotional versus the bravado Mm. or the other way around, that's going to dictate your responses to things. Like if we were our age listening to Tupac, we'd probably think there's nothing wrong with this guy. Mm. But people back then, maybe not, maybe they didn't as much. You know what I mean? So mm. it very much depends on the person. It very much depends on the consumer. Is it a responsibility of our, of consumers to to be concerned or, you know, kind of act on it? Again, I think it depends. Mm. I think it really, really depends on how they really feel about it. Because um, if there's people who are already like, you know, of a disposition to be concerned about, you know, young black men, especially rapping about these sort of things, mm. then they might be a little more concerned. But if they're not, then they're not going to be. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mo? It's a tricky one. Because I heard, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I agree with you in terms of, take Tupac, because he's going to be the prominent person we talk about, because I feel like he was the most open that I've listened to in terms of mental health. But if you give me a song like If I Die Tonight, and then the next song is hit him up. It's almost the bravado is covering the mental state they're going through. Which is what a lot of black men do. Exactly. That's why I say it's a big conversation with black men because I do feel like we cover a lot of mental health with bravado. Mm. So as a consumer, yeah, you're going to give me a song that's talking about your mental health. But if the flip song is I'm about to do X, Y, Z, I'm completely away from what I've just heard, if you get what I mean. It's not a constant. So I think that's the problem with mental health. If it's not a constant and then you've got one song that is, but then the next five songs are talking about X, Y, Z, mm-hmm. 
it's going to be hard for, even though I know what you've spoken about is dark, I'm not going to go back five songs and remember, like remember what's, what you're going through. <clears throat> Unfortunately, just as a consumer, because we knew as a kid, when Biggie named this album Ready to Die, even years later, I could never really looked at it like, Yo, this guy was really talking about his own mortality in that album. And what, obviously, what I knew is it's in your face. But I've never really sat on it and I've gone, yo, this is really dark stuff to be naming your album Ready to Die. And what about it, today, though? Do you not think that today? Or now? Yeah. yeah, I'm saying at 30 now, yeah. But I'm saying for a long time in my life, when I heard Ready to Die, I was just like, yo, he's yeah. f- facing your own mortality and it happening. There's no, do you know what I mean? It's just, it didn't. With Ready to Die in particular, I see it kind of more as a double meaning, especially now. Ready to die in the sense of like, I don't give a fuck. Whatever happens, I'm good. I'm ready. So that's the bravado. Yeah. Ready to die. I'm actually going through shit. That's the emotional. So there's an interplay here. And I think it always has been, Mm. even if we haven't seen it. Yeah. But I interrupted you. No, no, I feel like that's that's always been the life of a black man. It's always been the the bravado versus what you're really going through. Mm -hmm. That's why I say it's a bigger conversation. Mm. Now, in terms of your question, do the record label have a duty? I think 1,000% you do. No matter who you are. If you're signing 16, 17, 18 year olds, you can't tell me you don't have, when you signed Hardy. Hold on, hold that thought, don't lose that. I won't. Before we get to the record labels though, I think where I was kind of taking us was just the hip hop community as a whole, including the media, Mm -hmm. because they're great for encouraging beef and reporting on beef and that. But, and and they study these artists because they have to interview them. They listen to the music. so. Even in the night, I'm talking about specifically the nineties. It would be, it would have been great for them to, I guess, hone in on some of these stuff. Especially what? when they are interviewing these, can I ask a question? And ask questions about mental health and things of that nature. Even though it was back in the nineties and it was more of a taboo, but still. Can I ask a question? Though? And I would expect that of today, and I think it happens more today. But you got like the Breakfast Clubs and Charlemagne's and that, but that hasn't always been a thing, though. But that's because I think I don't mean to interrupt you. Do they care? Cause who ran the yeah who ran say. who ran Hot ninety seven who ran Power one hundred five who ran so wait, do you know what I mean all of these stations in the nineties mm. there was just one end goal and that's whatever it is to make money we need to make money we don't care how these guys are and I still feel like that now mm. yeah you've got the odd Charlemagne's and who asks you straight sways who will ask you mm. yo how are you doing mentally but we're giving them too much of a we're giving them way too much credit if we think that they should be doing a job that we know they don't care about. Do you know what I mean? I genuinely feel like in the nineties, the last thing on their mind, especially how taboo it was, and it was black man, and they didn't want us prospering anyway. Mm. It's yeah, let these guys kill each other. Whatever sells albums, sells albums. And this is no disrespect to anybody that was a journalist or any 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 forms of hip hop media in the nineties. They just wasn't as sophisticated. Mm. They weren't as nuanced. If anything, they were f- they were fanning the flames of bravado. Yeah, the East Coast West Coast beef. You know what the source and double XL were doing for so long beefing with each other. So if anything, they were taking the conversation away from what would have been more sophisticated conversations about mental health, if there were going to be any, to sell copies and, you know, fan the flames that they can then later report on. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Versus now where the wider context of the world is concerned way more with mental health and that's trickled down to hip hop media as it would. We have people like Charlemagne, we have people like all these kind of commentators now Joe Budden, focus on that more. Probably because they've been through their own episodes of mental health issues as well. So they mm-hmm. know what it's like and they want to be able to open it up to other people as well. So. But I feel like it's like what you said. I think as time goes on, mental health is becoming less taboo. Mm. Like when we was growing up, it was the last thing in my household anyway that 
it's, there's no way a conversation is coming up mm. about your mentally how you're doing. It's just, do you know what I mean? So I just feel like as time goes on, it's just gonna become a bigger conversation as it needs to be. But early nineties, late ni- early like early nineties, late nineties, two thousands, I do think it was just a case where the bravado was just everything that we was getting. But there were there were there were some like journalists that were like that were sophisticated enough to 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 bring these things up. Like, and I'm remembering like some Tupac interviews, and he sat down with a couple of people that definitely could have. Um, I think someone like an Angie Martinez definitely could have because she was quite strategic and not releasing her into her full interview that she did with him. And I'm not saying that's coming from a mental health perspective, but it's coming from a care perspective or fanning the flame. Mm. So if you've got some of that sort of attitudes, there probably was a few more as well. There's an individual called Ed Gordon as well who interviewed Tupac, I think just before he went to prison for the allegations. Um, and he was asking him some real poignant questions. Do you know what I mean? And there was even an, in, I can't remember the guy's name, but there was a guy that interviewed him whilst he was incarcerated as well. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, was yeah, also yeah. asking him some, you know, important questions as well. So I, I've, there were people that could have done it. It probably not as prominent as the other shit, but there were people that could have done it. But would they have been as loud if you get what I mean? Probably not. Actually not, maybe, because but it's, a, it, it's Tupac. But in, I'm talking in the nays. In terms of no social media, no nothing. Do you know what I mean? In getting an interview, there was only a few mm. mainstays. Do you know what I mean? Whereas now, Every you could get an interview from every Tom Dick and Harry, so one person can ask you something and one person can. I think in the night is the way it was so, it was all new mm. that it was going to be generic stuff that you hear nine times out of ten, and that's why a lot of it was East West. East, mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I, when I say that hip hop media wasn't as sophisticated, it's not to discount anyone in particular, it's just general hip hop media. Yeah, like generally, they weren't caring about that sort of thing, and to keep it a but. A lot of black people didn't believe in mental health issues. Facts. Mm. Didn't believe it. They thought it was all a bag of rubbish. Didn't believe in therapy or all that stuff. So that plays into it as well. Mm. Even if someone like Tupac is saying all the stuff that he's saying, okay, cool, entertain me. Mm. And and we still go through that now. So imagine it's 2022 and people, we still have issues with mental health as black men talking about it. And mm. so, I, so imagine in the 90s, it would have been times up. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I do, I do think it's a case where it's a bigger conversation about us and how we are. Do you people. think the labels have a responsibility 1, to ensure that their artists have the support that they need to embark on this journey? When industry? you sign a kid straight off the streets at 18 years old, 17, you have a responsibility to give him every facility he needs to pave his way. Mm. You have that responsibility. When you sign a kid fresh off, bro, if I could get, if I, if I got a HR and I could talk mental health with my regular job, and you're talking about you're giving a kid about HR as well. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. though, innit? And you're giving a kid a multi-million dollar deal, mm. fresh from Chicago, 18 years old, about to throw him in the limelight, or Brixton, or wherever it is. Mm. And you're about to throw him in the limelight, not knowing the amount of abuse he might get, what's going on on roadside, what's going on if he has to watch his back. There's no way these men don't have a responsibility to be like, look, this is a person you can speak to every week, mm. bi-weekly, however you want to do it. But this is your go-to person to mm. just. They want thousands. Especially if you're giving them an advance and you're expecting them to reach certain numbers and reach certain targets, but you're not giving them all of the materials to really cope with reaching that. You know what I mean? Mm. Idealistically, they are responsible, but obviously this is a business. They only care about their bottom line. If the mental health stuff that they talk about in their music is what's selling, then they're going to encourage that a lot more. Mm. I think Hardy Caprio pretty much said the same thing. He was given the labels songs and projects that they were not caring about because they weren't 
the songs that made him blow up. Yeah. So even that takes a toll because you're pouring your heart out artistically. You think you're making strides, but the label wants you to stay in this box. I imagine that can do a lot of damage as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think they are responsible. They should be anyway. And to be honest, it's not even that difficult. It's really not that. It's difficult. not. You've it's got not everything. Labels have got all this money at their, their disposal. Like they could link up with like, you know, some therapist or they could make, hit, link up with a foundation, some kind of referral scheme. They could do anything mm. if they really, really wanted to. Mm. Really not that difficult. Um, if anything, I think the labels are more responsible than consumers mm. because they're hearing all of this stuff before we do. They're pushing all this stuff out. They're signing these people. Mm. They basically own these people. Mm. There's only so much a consumer could do. Yeah, we could DM. Yeah, we could. Bro, a record label can physically make someone be like, yo, before your album comes out, I need you to just do this mm -hmm. just to make sure you're right mentally before we throw out your album. Mm. And then a rapper nine times out of 10 will be like, all right, cool. If I've got an album on the way and I just need to speak to someone from my, my psyche, that's fine. Mm. The record labels can have physical control over an artist. We don't. Mm. I'm talking more about major labels as well, just to make it clear. Yeah, same, sure same, 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 same. Question, um, and I don't know if you're allowed to answer this. When you were at Excel, did they have a department that dealt with their signees' mental health? Not that I know of. Okay. Was it was it ever a discussion? Uh, no, not not. I maybe 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 it was, but I never I was never in those rooms. Mm. Uh, it was never never a discussion mm. when I when I was around, and that's not to say that they weren't happening. Yeah. But I never heard them. Okay. So I was never I was never aware. Mm. But as it pertains to major labels that have a long history of all this, um, especially when, as it pertains to like you know signing people on three sixty deals and you know, basically owning everything that they make and all of that as well, that that, that can all take a toll. Mm. So as much as you're taking and taking from these artists, you can give a little as far as like support in that regard. Mm. Um, and as far as consumers are concerned, yeah, I mean, we can raise our concerns and we mm. can, you know, try to be there for, you know, our, our favorite artists and stuff. But that, I feel like that's... It's only, it's only list limited. That maybe only goes, that might maybe only go so far. Maybe. Maybe one fans like please for you to for an artist to take care of themselves will make the artist think twice but and that's what i was thinking because i think we're probably way more powerful than we realize like, i don't think the music industry moves without consumers so i think the more consumers that are aware of their favorite artists going through stuff whether it's through their music or interviews or whatever and the more they bring shine to it and the more they're vocal about it it will influence or impact something but won't they need to speak to someone I hear you. A fan can do Even if lot, it's just a like, tweet. Even if it's bare tweets. Yeah, boy. If even if it's bare tweets, like that will vibrate something. But even if the artist sees it, it vibrates something. Somebody sees that. No, I understand that. But my point I is... I just think the consumers can't be so like blind to a lot of the stuff too, man. Like I think we're, we're also culpable as well of like, in, not encouraging, I don't even know what my word is. My brain's a bit frazzled right now. But like, um, fuck, what's the word I'm trying to find? Perpetuating like these artists not looking after themselves. If they're rapping about taking these mad drugs and it's selling music and that, are they not going to take more drugs? Are we completely absolving the artists themselves though? No, we're not. I'm just, I'm just saying partly. I'm just speaking as a consumer myself. I'm just, I just feel like us as consumers could do a little bit more across the board. So mm -hmm. for this particular topic, I'm mainly talking about like what we can do as well. Not to say that the artist doesn't have responsibility for themselves, and I still think the owners should be more, it's, it's them really, but record labels have a huge part to play in it too. But consumers also as well. 
I'm not, I can't, we can't like not have any sort of responsibility here. You know what I mean? We're like, we're, we're, we're a huge part of why they may make the, the art the way they, they do. So like, do you know what I mean? But maybe it goes But back. what if they don't have, that some artists generally just ain't about. What do you mean? Like what, some artists ain't always on social media. Okay. So it's like, at that point there, I think with fans, it's limited to what we can do. Mm. It just comes down to if they use social media, if they don't, if they don't use social media, we can't, if they do, we can't. Do you get what I mean? Mm. That's why to me, it's always going to fall with, the artists always got a responsibility upon themselves to yeah. um, get help if they need it. I agree, but to me, the head honcho is always going to be, bro, I've never seen in a place where you could sign someone for a ridiculous fee. Mm. You're happy them talking about killing people left, right and center. Mm but you can't get them help. Like, it's just stupidity on another. Like, the more I think about it, generally, the more I'm just like, the more I get heated, because I'm generally just thinking about it, I'm just like, bro, this is ridiculous. Fam, I think about Amy Winehouse quite a lot, you know? Like, this babe was really singing about, um, they're trying to make me go to rehab and that. And no one took that shit serious, you know? Like, we all celebrated that tune like it was a banger. It is a banger though. But that- I'm not refuting that. that <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but this, she was clearly like, crying out for some sort of help there. And that's not to say that her team didn't try and do a thing in that, but from a consumer's perspective though, I'm, it was just really interesting how we all reacted to that tune. But that what are we meant to do? Not like it. That might I don't have an answer for you. Do you know what I mean though, innit? It's like- That might speak to how we see mental health as well. We might not necessarily take it as seriously either. Mm. Some of us, mm. anyway. When we hear stuff like that, it might not, might not register to us because we don't necessarily care about mental health either. Mm. We might just think, oh, that was a bar or that was an amazing song. Like, look at the struggle, but mm. you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm vibing to it sort mm. of thing. So across the board, there needs to be some learning or unlearning or some kind of education as it pertains to mental health. Um, there's no one who, I mean, there's definitely responsibility on all, all parts, the artists, the labels, the consumers. Um, generally, we all need to just like, do better, mm. basically. This is how I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But it's those. I really wanted to swear, but I'm gonna behave. You're just anti-label. No, it pisses me off. Because like every time we talk about labels, you're just like fuck the label. <laughs> no, because I just think it's. How can I wear this? We know who owns the labels. Oh boy. And we know who we're talking about when we're saying going through mental health in rappers. So you can't. You see how it looks. Do you get what I mean? Or can you not? Am I by myself here? No, I hear you. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You can see the optics here. No, but you say that, bro. But then you've got the Diddies and that. Do you know what I mean? Still doing a thing with their labels and that. And they're just as culpable as the big dogs. No, you're 1,000%. And we will deal with that in-house. <laughs> in-house? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. But yeah, I think we're all in agreement here, though. The fans can do, can do more. The record labels should do more. <laughs> and the artists... Mm. Seek help if you need it, man. But it's easier said than done. So essentially, we should all do more. Yeah, for sure. just as a community, man. Hip hop's a community. Black music's a community. Do you know what I mean? Just across the board, as a community, we can all do more to help. Yeah, and I think hip hop culture is a microcosm of black culture, especially a lot of like world culture generally. And as culture shifts towards un having a deeper understanding of mental health, that eventually is going to trickle down to artists hopefully to labels and especially to consumers as well. And with the with social media and with our favorite artists being so visible to us and us knowing what they're going through on a day-to-day, -day, it's gonna wise a lot of us up to what they're actually going through and what help they need from us. And we can try and 
enact that help. Yeah, and me, media play an important role too. So mm-hmm. I did made that point clear earlier. That's, that's they're very important. When they sit down with these artists, like they need to raise certain points. Yeah, I think Charlemagne always starts an interview with, with "How's your mental health?" Yeah, so you know, it's happening. Yeah, good. We're gonna move on now to the fun topic, and um, very very simple. Um, obviously, hip hop has a lot of uh, weird and wonderful characters um, <laughs> with weird and wonderful music, and we're gonna take it in turns to name some rappers that we like everything about except their music. Oh. We'll start with Peter. <laughs> oh, fun. Thank you. I love that because it's going to be fun. <laughs> um, bro, do you know who I like really enjoy just as a person? They're flipping hilarious. I think they're so funny. Coming. Personality is amazing. Listen to their interviews all day. Whenever like, they call into the Joe Biden podcast, I love it. Oh, it's coming. Just I, can't get into his music, man. Yeah. There's, Talk something, to me. there's something about his flow. I hate you for there's this. There's something about his voice. I don't like you for this. He just don't hit. Talk to me, PR. He's not even really a rapper. Just release the trick. PR, talk to me nice. He don't, he don't have like a rapper voice. Let me out my misery. Yeah, me talk to me. That's I not mean, true. PR. You ain't got a rapper voice to Say me. Say it one Cadence more time. Ain't there. That's, a, that's, not, that's a damn I mean, lie. Say the cadence ain't there. Ain't Shame there. the devil. Chat to me. Who's the name? Vince Staple. Oh, yeah, man. Oh. No, I just can't do it, man. I've tried. Oh. I want to. I want to like him. I want to like his music, rather, because I like everything else about him. But I just can't get into his music, man. Have you listened to his last album? Absolutely not. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is a summary of who Peter is. Show <laughs> <laughs> <Feel> me. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, oh, God damn. Yeah, man. He went, he, he. It's been pent up, clearly. Yeah. Um, uh, for what it's worth. I hear you. Thank um, you. And not as much you're as you're on culture, we've established. No, to see what I'm saying. Why is it when you don't like someone you're on culture? But man, I do the podcast with you, man. Um, but for what it's worth, yeah, he seems he's, he's hilarious. Yeah. I love his interviews, yeah. loved him on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, there's someone else who I like in his interviews as well. He seems like he's good people and he's always for us and all of that. But I think he's a shit rapper, Vic Mentor. You think he's shit? I think Vic, I can't, I, don't, I can't listen to Vic Mentor, I can't do it. But whenever I see him, he's for us. He ain't shit though. He's at a pro- I quite take that back. No, he's not a shit rapper. He, I don't like his music. Mm. Can't listen to it. Can't do it. Won't do it. But he seems like a great human being. Mm. I hear it. So salute to him. To be honest, he he he's, he flip flops between being a good human being and being a bit of a dickhead. Oh, for real? Um, yeah. But you know, doesn't matter now. You don't like him. And uh, yeah, nah, not for me. And then there was one more. Let me. You can say who it is. I'm gonna find out my notes. Who that's like. I've got three. Uh, yeah, I kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I guess one? Go on. Wale. No, he don't like him as a person. <laughs> that's a good shout. You know what is with Wale? I'm indifferent to him as a person, and I'm indifferent to his music. So it's not like I don't like his music. Mm-hmm. I'm indifferent to it. Um, I gave him like three tries, three albums, and I just wasn't impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm indifferent to Wale. I've got. One of the, and this might cause some controversy. One of the hottest rappers of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been everywhere. He dropped his album, I think, in the middle of summer or something, or just before summer. Um, you know, some people like him for his coolness. You know what I mean? Some people like him because of his style. Um, you know, shout out to media. He was on the chicken shop date. Uh, Jack Harlow. I like him as a person. Can't stand his music. Not at all. Don't rate it. Yeah, I mean, you got a full house. I think... He's someone I could definitely hang with and could chill with and like he's a cool guy. Uh, but his music, yeah, nah. 
No, thank you. So that's Jack Harlow. I've also got a guy who I really wanted to like his music, but it's just not for me. Lil Uzi Vert. Oh, that's a great shout. I don't really like Lil Uzi Vert's music, but I find him entertaining as a person. Like the guy got a million dollar flipping diamond on his flipping <laughs> forehead. If that's not entertainment, I don't know what is. But he can also he's also got hands for a short guy. And he's hella sassy. And his girlfriend is phenomenal. Shout out to JT. Shout out to um, JT. He's hella sassy as well. Exactly. Yeah, I can't lie. Like he just lives his life. Yeah. And I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's his world and we're just living in it. You know what I'm saying? So, with. you know, I fuck, with, I fuck with Uzi as a person, but his music, keep that. <laughs> um, and finally, he's another one that I wanted to really like his music. Um, and I think he's a nice person. Um, Joe Bunner made him a meme for years um, on Everyday Struggle. Um, and I don't know if he's really shaking it off, but he's definitely like, <laughs> you know, become a personality in and of his own right. Little Yachty. I had uh, him on my list. Little Yachty. Well, I had him on my list. Little Yachty. Um, I tried, man. And I think I've got maybe one song of his that I like. But outside of that, nah, man, I can't do it. Mm. Sorry, bro. But as a person, fuck with him. I think we need more Yachties in, in, in rap generally. No, People bloody just, well done. All right. Said the old head. God, um, I had Yachty on my list. Um, I had Uzi, but I took him off because I was like, um, there's so, I don't, it's a weird one. I like him more as a person than I do his music, if that makes sense. And that's my son. Mm. I don't like my son's music too, too tough, but I really want to. Didn't you do an appreciation? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, as a person. And he's a rapper, don't get me wrong, he can bar off. Like, he, can, he, can, he can rap, but I wish his music mm. hit my soul. It don't go through my chest. It doesn't, it doesn't reach the solar plexus. Like, I can't lie. It doesn't, <laughs> ah, fam, it doesn't even go through my left breast. Assist, fam. No? I can't lie. It hits me right. Yeah, me. it hits me here. And then it reflects. Damn. But he's a great human being. So you're like um, yeah. you're like Kid Boo. I see what you done there. Yeah, you're like Kid Boo. And yeah, everything man. just bounced off him. Or like Reddits or Vegeta. Like the first time. Oh, you're Vegeta. really track of all Z. Yeah, come on. Hey, man. But Yachty was on my list as well. But uh, I took Uzi off. But Lil Yachty is definitely on my list. Because he seems like he seems like good people. I hear it. KSI seems like good people as well, but he can't rap to save his life. His, his music is dead to yeah, me. His music is trash. That's a good shout. I was about to ask if we were in the UK ones, but KSI is a good shout. Like, he's good at everything else. He's good at making money. Like, he knocked out two men in, like, he made a, he made a mockery out of Swarms in that boxing match. Yeah. But I mean, that was always going to happen. Swarms ain't a rapper either, though. Swarms ain't a rapper? No, let's be honest. And he doesn't make great music. Yeah, that one song was it, Like Her. He did a song called Deliveroo as well. And Wait. nobody cared. No one cared. You know that. Imagine on Instagram, he had a whole fake delivery thing where he got caught delivering food. And then somebody chased him. Oh my God, Swarms is there. Became a big thing. He dropped the song to, because obviously it was set up. Yeah, people actually thought he was delivering. Yeah. Like he fell off so hard. Mm. And then he was doing it all for a video that nobody watched. God bless him though. God bless him. God bless him, honestly. God bless him. I believe he's, I think he's going to become a YouTube now. Because, you know. He you probably know. should. He should. Because he did a lot over lockdown where he was doing like, not like quarantine radio, but he was doing something similar. The UK version. And he gained a lot of followers and people forgot about his music. And then the next time we heard of his music, he was doing Deliveroo. So, and then he was getting boxed hey, by KSI. The game's the game. Yeah. Anyone else, Pete? Nope. No one else? Mm-mm. Where are you? I think I was going to, if I was going to go with anyone UK, it would have been KSI. So, thank you for that. Hey, man. Drake, you got any? What, UK? No, any, just... Anywhere. You want to say Kendrick Lamar because you don't like him? Some of them. See what I'm saying? This guy's a nutter, fam. You're wild. He's a nutter. Millions? Yeah. Damn. To be fair, a lot of people don't like Millions music. 
I don't know why. Oh, in that case, I'd missed. Because I generally think he's a good guy. I just can't. Missed. I can't do the. I can't do it. Damn, you don't like Miss Music? <laughs> Who? You would missed. love Miss Music. Mm. I've listened to it. It's just, you know it's that American arrogance with the accent, isn't it? That London people Birmingham, have. So. No, you're not listening to what I'm saying. That London people have outside London. Okay. That's how I feel like I am sometimes. It's like, oh, I can't do it. Oh, so accent. you're, okay. So you're, yeah. Okay. It's right. the the way America look at us is how people in London look at anyone outside London when it comes I to rapping. you need to grow up. No, I agree. It's just, hey man, salute to, but I like him as a person, so salute to Mist. All right, fair enough. Cool. Well, we've reeled off a lot more names than I thought we would, so salute guys and salute Drex as well. Uh, but that is it for episode 77. So thank you once again for listening and thank you very much for watching if you're watching. Um, any shout-outs, boys, before we take the people out? Cleo Soul. And actually, she was at No Carnival. Oh, I swear. She brought Inflow and- Big up Inflow as well. And, and, the, and, the, and the wonderful always, child. Always. You know what I mean? Salute to all of them. Yeah, salute to all of them. Mo? Um, nah, you know. It's an easy week, honestly. Um, who do I want to shout out? Oh, no, that's going to get us in trouble. No, man. <laughs> Big up. Um, I cook a letter, cook a letter. Oh, my days. That you're going to really? be here. Yeah. yeah, my crooked letter, crooked letter. My P, my P Valley watches know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, you got anyone to shout out? Um, I want to shout out Koji Radical one last time. Oh, yeah. Because um, he shared our tweet, the tweet that I told you guys about in the intro. Um, and he invited us to his after party for the Mercury's. Um, the Mercury Prize ceremony itself didn't happen. Um, why didn't it happen, Mo? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately. My laugh is nasty. Unfortunately, guys. This is hard for me to be serious. Unfortunately, the queen died. That's why it didn't happen. 96 years old. How old was she? Ah, she, lived, she lived a long time. Years old. Queen I, Lizzie. What did you say? She lived a long time. Hey man, when you live through, hey man, she's lived a long time. Mm. Can't lie. Why do you think she lived so long, Mohammed? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we may need to wrap up. Wait, hold on, hold on. Ask me one more time. No, no, no. Ask me one more time. Ask me one more time. I'm gonna ask you one more time. Ask me one more time. No, but wrap up, man. You're gonna get us in trouble. Wrap up. Wrap up. Wrap up. Daniel, no, 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 has no, someone here watched Harry Potter? Has someone? Yo. Yo, you gotta bleep that all that out, man. <laughs> but yes, um, I think I speak for all of us when I say, you know, the queen, she'll be missed by some people. Um, I don't know if it, she'll be missed by anybody in this room, but you know, salute to the people who will miss her, I guess. But uh, yeah, shout out Koji Radical. Um, shout out the queen, I guess. No, 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 no never. Ah, cool. We're not about to do that. No, that are rescinded. Yeah. Um, cool. And uh, fine, <laughs> we'll wrap up there then. <laughs> so uh, thanks once again for tuning in. We'll be back in two weeks time. Till then, follow us on the socials. We're at Rhymes Dimes Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that bell so that you're notified whenever we drop new content. Check out our album reviews. Check out our segments. Check out our full episodes. More and more stuff in the pipeline for you. So yeah. Keep your eyes peeled on all things Rhymes Like Dimes. And until next time, stay safe, stay blessed, and peace. Stay peace. blessed and highly favoured.